Hello and welcome back to another episode of Soul Muse Club. Today we have an incredible guest, Hannah O'Shea. Uh, she is a breathwork facilitator and a manifestation coach. And this is honestly probably the favorite episode I've recorded so far. We dive through so much incredible stuff, including her journey to get where she got to where she is, coming from a science background and then transitioning into breathwork and manifestation. We also talk about techniques that we use to help us manifest and regulate our nervous system and honestly the importance of nervous system regulation when it comes to manifestation. So I hope you enjoy this episode um, and get a lot out of it. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Awesome. So thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, my name is Hannah and I am a manifestation coach and breathwork facilitator that helps women to rewire their belief system and their self-image. And how I do this is through somatic healing. So breathwork falls underneath that is a part of it and also subconscious reprogramming. So what I'm really helping people to do is to really like upgrade that inner world so that this then impacts their outer world. I feel like a lot of us have heard that quote, you know, your inner reality is a reflection of your external reality. So what I help people to do is actually the how behind upgrading that that inner reality. Oh, I love that. That's so juicy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so going to dive more into that um mm. in the episode but how did you get started on your journey oh yeah it was a wild ride <laughs> sure so it happened so I moved I'm Irish obviously if you can't hear that already <laughs> with my accent so I moved to Australia it's coming up to five years now oh wow and I moved here as like a, a science gal so I had studied in Ireland for five years um like devoted so much of my time energy into becoming I would say like it's funny even saying that to become a scientist but that's literally what I was like that's what I graduated as specifically looking um into science re research so I graduated with a master's in 2017 and within I think like six months I became a published scientific researcher which was like huge so I think I've always been like a very driven person and like always, I guess, moving towards what I what I thought then was success. I was trying to break away from like the constraints of what I was limited to growing up in Ireland and like what my reality was, um, I guess, there and just breaking away from that and creating my own life for myself. And I thought that this was the outlet to do it, to go to college, to follow the the standard thing that I thought that what success was and so did this whole thing became like how it was ticking off all these goals like oh my god yes I've like graduated with a master's I'm now like a published scientific researcher then I got this amazing job here in Australia I moved over here and then I had this rude awakening of like holy shit this is not success this is not what success means to me I'm not fulfilled I'm not happy I'm not in alignment like I just woke up to all of these realities and so it was the first time I had no idea that I was working towards goals that actually weren't mine and so I woke up to the reality of of that which was quite a rude awakening like it, it wasn't it wasn't an enjoyable process to be faced with that because quite honestly I didn't know I didn't know who I was beyond this job this identity that I had created for myself and I had to rediscover that and I had no idea how to so my first it's so cool that we're doing like podcasts today because podcasts <laughs> were such a huge part of my journey um when I was having this like awakening moment I somehow find my found myself listening to podcasts and they changed so much for me in terms of like the, my belief system and how I view the world up to that point, I thought that there wasn't another option. Like, honestly, I thought that I just had to keep going with it. And so it gave me this permission slip to not to go beyond what I had like 
I guess, before that boxed myself into that I could do more with my life, that I could actually create a, a life of fulfillment, of happiness. I was listening to all these podcasts and like manifestation and like feeling so empowered, listening to other women who were living a life on purpose. And that was the first time I had ever heard that. And so that in itself was rewiring my belief system of what was possible for me. So that was like so epic. And I got so excited about it. And I was like, so ready to jump into because I was like, having all these internal shifts myself from literally just listening to podcasts. I was like, I need to get this out to the world. I need to spread this awareness. Like I'm, I'm starting to shift my whole mindset on what I believe is possible. And so I made this decision. I'm going to start a podcast. And I remember at the time I like put so much effort into like the branding and all that kind of stuff. I got um, someone to help me with it and I called it magic mindset. And this excitement that I really had to start this podcast the, from the like, it, it changed. It went to a different energy. When I sat down and I was with my mic and I was ready to go, that excitement went to extreme fear and I didn't understand what was going on. And I kept going with it. I was like, oh, I'll just keep, I'll, I'll just record it again. I'll just record it again. And it was probably like a couple of months into this journey of like sitting down with my freaking mic and and afterwards just thinking that was shit. That was awful. That was like the worst podcast I could have ever done. Like it was never good enough. Nothing I could have done was good enough. And I was the only person who was judging myself. Nobody else. Mm -hmm. It was me. And so that was the part of my journey where I woke up to there was there was more work to be done. You know, it it really opened me up to like, there's there's something here. You you can't even sit down with a mic and record a podcast because there's so much like perfectionism coming in. There's so much self-judgment and there was so much projection on my audience of like, you know, I was, oh, they're, they're not going to get it or like all these stories. They're not going to like it, la, la, la. But it was all a judgment on myself, truly. And so that was also really, really uncomfortable but it was exactly what I needed to go deeper within myself because something, so the, the tools that I had been focusing on up to that point, like I was still doing embodiment work, but they weren't um, completely changing my, my, my energy or like my thoughts. So like when I talked to the work that I was doing, I'd be, I was practicing meditation. I was practicing affirmations. I was practicing journaling. I was going back to my inner child and journaling about it. But because my in my past, I guess I have experienced a lot of trauma, I had disassociated so much that those practices weren't doing enough for what I for what my nervous system needed. It was just touching the surface. They weren't actually creating an, an emotional, I guess, change in my body or like a nervous system change in my body. So it, it wasn't actually making that much of an impact. And I didn't understand that because I didn't have an awareness on, on the nervous system. So what happened to me after months of trying to do this podcast and practicing the work, practicing the tools, I then started to think, shit, like maybe I'm never going to be able to achieve my goals. Maybe I'm. this is just not for me. Maybe I'm broken. Like genuinely that became the story, the narrative that was playing out for me so much so that I ended up going to the doctor and being like, there's something wrong. Like there's actually something wrong. I can't take action on what I'm doing. I don't get it. There's like, I'm, I'm doing what people are saying is the work and it's not fucking working for me. Um, and he, I remember just gave me, he was like, yeah, you have clinical anxiety and depression. And he gave me the box of tablets and sent me on my way. Wow. Yeah. And I remember just like going home. This was the third time I had been in this situation where I was sent away with a box of tablets. And now that it was the third time that it was the first, the previous two times I decided not to do it, not to take them. Um, and now I was starting to think shit like this is the third time. Nothing's changing. But there was just something in me that said, just this there's something more to this there's something more to this and like it's not to put I guess like taking meds into a, the a category of like never do it 
I was giving myself grace that like if I actually if there was a point where I really felt like I needed them I would 100% um, full time so I'd be like working that job from Monday to Friday and then at the weekend I would do the podcast um, well at least attempt to record it and it was just this constant cycle of being in shame of like I didn't do it go back to work I didn't do it you know yeah and so this weekend after having this experience I was like I'm not doing the podcast I'm just like I'm letting it there I'm gonna actually take a break I'm gonna have a, a, a breather and just enjoy my weekend for the first time in such a long time so I actually had even forgotten that I I had that like moment and it was uh, two days later I went into work with my partner um into his workplace and got sp speaking to another guy who was working there and he in in that conversation he asked me have you ever heard of breath work and no. I mm, it's crazy and I was like no what are you talking about breath work <laughs> <laughs> look at her a few years later yeah. <laughs> you're freaking ruling the breath work world <laughs> and um yeah he I remember he showed me like photos of um, some of the awake awaken stuff so Hella and Lucas Mack I love so, that work mm, so he was showing me their Instagram and like all of the emotional and experiences that people have in this practice and I just remember looking at it being like that is what I need like they're being they're they're able to access their emotions which was something I was I was so disconnected from my emotions and I knew what was coming up was emotional I just didn't know how to actually mm. access it so I was like, cool, I'm going to try to do that somehow. Again, not knowing, but just <laughs> trusting like something's going to happen. And I went home that evening, like so excited, looking up like breath work on YouTube and um, found a Wim Hof exercise, like just a 10 minute one. And straight away, I was like, shit, this is different. Wow. Mm, I like actually felt my body for the first time which was just so huge for someone who's disassociated like that is massive to reconnect with your body and to feel it. And it's like actually feel present for the first time ever that I have conscious awareness around, like I felt that. And so that just like gave me just this firecracker up my ass of like, how do I, how do I know more about this? How can I bring more of this into my life? And it was just so perfect how everything unfolded from that point. It was just like on Instagram, I saw Cool to Be Conscious. It was this huge movement, um, I guess, in the Gold Coast, I think is where it started. And it was everything that I needed at the time, because at that time, I felt so alone in my journey. I was the only person in my friend group who was like interested in um, personal development, spirituality, and I kind of felt really disconnected. And a big part of the Cool to Be Conscious community was connection. And I remember seeing that in their marketing about like all of these hundreds of people on the beach standing in a circle, feeling all connected together. And that really drew me into their space. And within like a couple of months, now we have like COVID, I'm redundant. I'm like, shit, what am I doing? They launched their very first course. It was just the perfect time for me to dive into that. And I started to get trained. So it's super interesting, actually, that when I look back, I'm like, I actually didn't really know what breathwork was. I had done a 10 minute practice of Wim Hof and I decided to invest like $7,000 in a training. Wow. <laughs> but That's something, was, <laughs> something within me was just like, this, this is it. This is mm -hmm. it. And I'm just so happy that I did because it just, it changed my life and continues to change my life in, in such huge ways. So that is such a, like a long kind of, <laughs> long and short like if I was really to go into everything it, there was a lot more but some pivotal moments along the way here mm -hmm. I feel like honestly when I was listening like it's so freaking relatable like I feel like we all kind of get introduced to the personal development manifestation space in that the light and kind of toxic positivity way of like just do your affirmations, just like meditate and like things will start to appear. But majority of us have that deep rooted trauma that's getting mm -hmm. in the way of that. Like we don't feel that subconscious self-worth because we've like experienced it in our childhood and doing like just the surface level meditations and the affirmations isn't gonna change anything. So I like love hearing like 
how you started and you being like, okay, this isn't working. Like what the fuck's happening? Cause mm. it's just so similar to my journey as well. And then like, I feel like so many other people's. Mm. And I think it's so important that we actually bring light to it and speak to it because it actually can be quite, um, it's, it's scary and it can do more harm than good. If you are then creating this belief around yourself, that's compounding that original belief of I'm not good enough. That becomes like, I'm broken and I'm never going to be able to have what I actually truly desire. Like it can Mm. be quite damaging if you feel like the tools or the work isn't working, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. We have nervous systems you know, which need more than language. And a lot of that work is is mindset work, which primarily focuses on words. But we know that the nervous system, it's it doesn't speak that language. It doesn't speak words. It speaks feeling, it speaks sensation. So it's like to actually um, work on that level, you need a different language. Something that like the way I like to speak to it, it's, it's almost like you're trying to speak French to someone who speaks Spanish. It doesn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, that's so freaking true. And like, I feel like that's the biggest thing. And that's the biggest thing that I'm learning lately is like, a lot of it is about the nervous system regulation. Like I'm fine with taking the action and like doing the steps, but I can get so anxious and dysregulated and like worried that it's not working. Or when you're Mm -hmm. in kind of like a space I'm in now is like, we're having to move soon and we don't yet have a place to move Mm -hmm. into. And it's like, you know, kind of stressful. Like I know it's going to happen. It always happens. But like being in that in-between phase, it's like the main focus is I just need to regulate my nervous system to be able to hold this like phase of like, I don't know what's going on. 100%. And that's, I feel like that's like the whole thing is just learn to regulate your nervous system. And you'll be 100%. Right. <laughs> literally, literally. It, it really comes down to the nervous system because like it, that's the energetic system of the body and if we're going to speak about manifestation and and energy like if if you want to change your energy you actually need to start with your physiology because that's what's controlling your energy that's our energetic system of the body it communicates electrically from like it's how I speak to it is like it's like the email system of the of the body so it's sending your nervous system is sending messages up to your brain and from your and then your brain is sending messages down so it's like this highway and how do we do that? It needs um, electricity, like it needs energy. It's like these messages coming up and down, just like we send emails. So that's what's coming out. And so if our nervous system is in a state of dysregulation, if it's in a state of like fight or flight, that's the energy that we're, if the messages are being communicated and the energy that's moving outward. And what we send out is what we attract. And this is all going running unconscious. So we're not even freaking aware. And then all this shit storms coming our way. We're like, I don't get it. Why is this happening? But like, it makes sense. It actually makes sense because our nervous system is creating our reality. And the coolest part about that is that we are in control of our nervous system. As soon as we're conscious of it, we now get an opportunity to choose. You know, so it's just so huge. Yeah. Have you got any tips for say someone who feels like they're constantly dysregulated like the trauma is still stuck in their body and like no matter the situation they're constantly in fight or flight or freeze or fall Mm. or whatever it is Mm -hmm. what kind of practices that they start implementing to help Mm. soothe that or like people they should like go seek out e.g you (laughs) yeah I, I would definitely recommend like working with someone who is trained and understands somatic healing I think that's the biggest thing for trauma because trauma is held in the body and that's what somatic healing is all about it's a healing the body so um I think the most powerful thing you can do is not making first of all not making anything that's coming up a problem or wrong I'm so huge on that like this is your body's way of communicating to you it's actually these are beautiful messages that you have an ear and that you are tuned to hearing it A lot of people don't even get to that state because they're so disassociated. They don't even know that these feelings are coming up. So you've already probably done the hardest part of the journey is you're recognizing it. You're acknowledging it, which means, yeah, you're you're conscious of that. And as soon as you're conscious, you get this opportunity to work with it and choose. So how I work with my clients is I teach them how to hear and understand the language of the body so that these messages are now making sense. And instead of you going into a spiral of shit, I'm feeling bad. This is bad. I need to change it. I need to fix it. It's like, 
oh my goodness, okay, I'm feeling this. Now I know exactly what to do to work with this in real time. So it becomes like part of your life rather than like a 10 minute practice that you do a day, you become like a walking embodiment of the work because you you understand your body, you hear it, you're not making any of it wrong and you know exactly how to work with it in real time. Mm. So it's, it's, it's tuning your ear to learning the language of your body. So understanding the physical sensations and then instead of running away from them, leaning into them, getting curious with them. This is a big thing that um, I help my clients with is to start to understand like the, the, the body is actually communicating to you what is held in your subconscious. And so every time that it communicates, you actually have an opportunity to get to the root of a sub, um, subconscious belief. And, and as we know, it's our beliefs that are creating a reality. But oftentimes people say, but I don't know what my beliefs are. I don't get it. Well, it's like your body is actually telling you. Your body's telling you exactly what your subconscious beliefs are. If you listen to it enough and if you understand how to get to the root of it, you will know. So it's just getting inviting and curiosity. What's here? What's this? What is this telling me? What belief is playing out? If you go back far enough, it will make sense why that belief was created. And it's having compassion for that self having so much compassion, like this is a huge part of this work, is this compassion piece, because you can't heal through like force or trying to fix or trying to blame or trying to shame anything like we need compassion. And from there, it's like redirecting your focus on how do you want to move forward? Do you want to move forward with that belief? Or do you want to move forward with a new belief? So it's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of like a fine art of tuning yourself to be able to learn how to do that constantly as you're moving through your life that is the best thing that I can say to anyone because a 10 minute practice in the morning is awesome is amazing it will prime you for the day but how's the rest of your day going and how are you leaning into those moments or are, are you able to actually use them as gold or are they keeping you held in the past because you're shaming yourself about them that's did that so answer good. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it did. I was literally thinking about myself. I'm like, I have my practices to kind of regulate when I get triggered throughout the day. But I'm like, I need to work more on like going back to my triggers and like healing it them at their core. Mm, I think a practice that I love sharing with people is something called RAIN. And this has been such a lifesaver for me. So it's a lot, it's like when something comes up, it's recognizing it. So first of all, you're just recognizing, okay, there's something here. I feel a sensation. And then A is, so we're talking rain, like rain falling from the sky. A is just allowing it to be there. So you're fully allowing, you're not shaming it, you're not judging it. And then you can find in some curiosity. So that, that's what the I stands for is um, investigate. So you can start to have a chat with that energy. What's here? What are you trying to tell me? Where is this coming from? Um, and a lot of stuff work that I do with my clients is we go back and actually be able to identify the root cause of what's what's coming up so that it's it's easier to access that compassion piece because you realize what's actually what actually is coming up because how we're responding to our present has absolutely nothing got to do with the present. It's got everything to do with the past. So it's helping to train your mind in real time, how to see that playing out. Um, and then the N stands for nurture. So it's giving that part love and how I kind of bring in my own. Um, I don't kind of stop there with that. I like to look at once the, the needs of that past self are met, I then start to think, OK, she's met. Let's like integrate her back into the into our heart. And now as I look forward into this moment, into this present moment, and as I want to walk forward, what new belief do I want to walk forward with? And every time we do that, we're integrating um, and rewiring on a very, very deep level because you're meeting your needs and moving forward with um, meeting, sorry, meeting the needs of your past self, understanding why this energy is coming up because this is her like this this energy that you're feeling in your body is is your is a past version of you who's actually trying to get your attention mm -hmm. she's waving she has a foghorn 
or him if the, you're a guy <laughs> like this is her this is her with a foghorn trying to be like girl I need your attention listen to me my needs weren't met and I want you to meet them right now and so but but no, a lot of people don't actually understand that and so we're like it's this um it's really building like the deepest emotional intelligence this work um and I guess when you're able to meet that past self's need you can now have this whole new lens, this whole new awareness of, okay, cool. I get why that was coming up, but what do I want to channel my energy into next? And you have this, this opportunity to choose, which is huge. I love that. How do you kind of balance the inner healing versus taking the action? Cause I feel like sometimes we can get caught up in like all action, go, go, go. Mm. Or we can get caught up in like, we need to just keep doing the work, keep doing the work, but we're not actually mm. like stepping forward. Yeah, I think it's, you have to do both at the same time mm. because we can be processing and healing for the rest of our lives if we wanted to. There, There's always going to be something there, but you will heal the most as you're moving. And I think the thing is people are, and, and I, this was a big part of my journey where I was like, but I'm still afraid. So I can't, like, I don't want to do, let's, let's just use breathwork, for example. I can't lead breathwork classes when I'm still terrified of speaking. Like, how am I going to do that? And so I kept trying to heal it. Like I did so much healing work with, from all different levels, um, like things like EMDR and therapy and counseling, but then also on the other spectrum of like really deep spiritual retreats and like shamans healing me. Like I was doing everything. And, but nothing was really, really like the fear was still there. The fear wasn't leaving. I was like, why the, why is not, it not going anywhere <laughs> until I um, actually stepped in and did the thing that I didn't want to do. And that isn't to say that like when the first time I did it, I felt really afraid. Like I actually felt like my body was shaking and my heart was beating out of my chest and that's perfect. It's actually starting to be okay with that sensations coming up in the body and holding yourself through it and giving yourself so much compassion because that's the deepest healing work you can do is stepping into courage even when the fear is there with the fear at the same time you know and just holding that and moving with it and every time that you do that hard thing that that fear just dissolves and and so you I think with healing and action like it needs to happen at once as you move, you know what you need to heal. Your body is going to tell you, like I just, like where we were just talking about, your body is communicating with you exactly what needs to be healed. You just got to keep moving. Otherwise you'll stay stuck. Mm, that's so think, true. And I think that's also can cause more disarray that, um, you know, it's like, choose your heart. Both things are hard. Yeah. Either stay stuck where you are or like mm. do the hard thing and move forward. And that's like where our triggers come up is like, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. If you want a different life, if you've been dreaming about something, like you have to step out of your comfort zone to get it. Mm. But like triggers are going to come up, like your shit's going to come up to meet you. And you got to work 100%. through that. Oh, I love it. Cause it's like, I'm sorry. I love conversations like yeah. this because it's like all stuff that I know, but I love like, it being like reiterated to me and I'm like yeah cool okay so I do know what mm -hmm. I'm doing yeah and I think like yeah you definitely know what you're doing <laughs> it's it's like trusting yourself and like just continuing to step to step into it and it's I remember like hearing people talk about this stuff before and it's very interesting to to reflect on that and see how my protective parts try to get in and cock block me from actually doing the thing because I would often project on that person being like oh well she doesn't get it or he doesn't get it he they haven't been what I've been through um my nervous system is really cooked and like it honestly I cannot I really had this belief I cannot speak in front of people I cannot it was so so deeply rooted um but now I actually am the living embodiment of like, you get to change that complete narrative. You 100% do, regardless of what happened in the past, no matter like how cooked it was, you you do get to, um, you get to choose and that it takes courage. 
and it takes stepping into the fear but if you want the thing that badly you will you, you will do it and it's worth it it's so worth it because the freedom on the other side is you can't buy that <laughs> it's like it's just magic to and like the how proud you feel of yourself like I fucking did that I did the hard thing I stepped into into the fear I stepped into courage not actually really knowing what was going to be on the other side but now that I do know I'm like I can cannot shout this from the rooftops um louder it's like just just do what you're being called to do because you also are being called there for a reason that wouldn't be coming up in you if you weren't destined for it there's a reason it's surfacing there's a reason you're being called like you're meant to do this thing so just trust yourself Mm -hmm. and like don't put pressure on yourself for it to be perfect for it to be a certain way like I definitely look back and things I did in my in my journey and I'm like there's parts of me that cringe about it but there's also parts of me that absolutely love it because I allowed myself to to just do it regardless you know so I think that's huge I also want to add on to that is like also check in with yourself of like where this desire is coming from are you doing Mm -hmm. it because it excites you it lights you up or are you wanting it because you think other people like you're more focused on what other people think by having it I feel like I can still like get into that I'm like why do I want this and if it's like someone else coming up to like oh I'm competing with them or like I don't think they'll think this I'm like okay so this isn't actually for me Mm. and then coming back to like I just want to do this like this is exciting this is like clearly something I was meant to do yeah 100 percent. and I think that's so so important for anyone who is maybe at this point where you're starting to think about goals we're coming into a new like the end of this year and so I know, yeah <laughs> so a lot of people might be like revisiting goals and what you want to do and I do I really agree with you with that and it's one of the first things I do with every client is getting clear on your authentic values Mm. Um, and starting to play around with that um, because otherwise oftentimes when we don't even realize that it's unconscious that we will create this whole vision of what we want and then we get there and it's like oh shit this actually was never mine this was never something I wanted to do so when you get clear on what actually genuinely fulfills you what what lights you up and you create your goals from that place you just can't go wrong And it's so unsatisfying doing something like just to please someone else or doing something just to like prove yourself to someone. Mm. Like once you have that thing, like you're not going to be satisfied with it. You're going to be like, oh, okay, this Mm -hmm. is it. Cool. They didn't care. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't get what I wanted. That was was literally me with the science thing. You know, Mm. I moved here and I was like, oh, I've done it all. Like I've I've ticked everything off the list. I've got the car. I've got the job. I've got the this. I'm living in Melbourne. Like wow, I've done it. And then I was like, shit, it feels bad. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I'm like, even people who like your family, even people who do care. Mm -hmm. It's the same with me. Like I'm a chaotic child sometimes. Like I am so against like what my family want for me Mm. of, you know, get the steady job, get the steady income. Like I have a degree. I did nothing with it. I'm like, no, I'm going to run my own business. Like I know Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And like, so I like work retail and like work casually on the side as I like grow it. Mm -hmm. And you know, everyone's just like, oh, like, you know, do you want to get a steady job? Like take the full-time job. And like, I'll do that. I'm like, this feels shit. Like, I don't want this. Mm. And it's just like, I get that you want to look out for me, but like, I'm going to just do me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to be fine. Yeah. And that in itself takes a lot of courage you know when the people outside of you don't get it and it's not their fault that they don't get it but it can it can be like super mm. frustrating um yeah but it's 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 so important I, I also feel like those things it's like the universe also is like it's so interesting to see things like this playing out just because we set an intention or we 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 claim something and it's like it brings certain things into our worlds I think to be like do you really want that are you sure um it's it's like um a bit of a test if you will I think of like how the people around us react to it and it's like once you stay strong in it and you can blast past all of the noise it's 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 huge Mm. it's huge Mm -hmm. yeah just basically just keep choosing you 
Like 100%. Always the lesson in that. I yeah. love, I feel like our work like really just balances each other out. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm all about like connect back to yourself, like slow it down, regulate. And you're like, okay, we're healing this. So you can like get this. I love mm-hmm. how they like work together. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to kind of the beginning of your career journey. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit about breath work mm-hmm. and just for anyone who hasn't done it before, don't know what it is. Can you kind of do like a beginner's explanation of yep. breath work and how you use it with you, with your clients, how it's impacted you and your clients? Tell us. Yeah. Huge. So I know a lot of times when like I'm speaking about breath work for the first time and people are just like, what are you talking about? We breathe all day long. How are you teaching people how to breathe? Like we already do this, la, 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 la. <laughs> um, which is perfect. And like we do breathe all day long. I think we take something like 22,000 breaths a day, but it is an unconscious thing that is happening within us. And it is when we are breathing, we are turning on different parts of our nervous system. So the breath is actually like the remote control of the nervous system of the body. So it's, it's super cool. We, by using our breath with intention, we get to turn on different parts of our nervous system and start to work with this unconscious, um, system and and help it to recalibrate and reset and and bring ourselves back into a state of balance so what breath work is 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 literally using your breath with intention to achieve a desired outcome that's kind of how I like to look at it and there's a lot of science that tells us exactly what we need to do to turn on specific zones of the nervous system so for example if we were to breathe in through the nose for four seconds and breathe out through the mouth for six we know that that breath would activate the parasympathetic nervous system which is your zone of of safety of rest digestion repair whereas if we were to breathe in and out the mouth super fast like we know that that is going to activate our sympathetic nervous system our zone of fight or flight and so what we often do in a breathwork session will either like focus solely on activating the, the parasympathetic or solely focus on the sympathetic, which is, is this fight or flight, or we'll mix the two, two together. Um, and all of, all of these, the intention behind each breathwork session is to actually be able to recalibrate the nervous system. Because for a lot of us, we, the, the body has been exposed to things in life, experiences in life, where we don't have the the full capacity to, um, I guess, regulate the the emotional experience that that is is going on. So let's say past uh, events in our lives where we had an emotional an experience happen to us or overwhelming experience happen to us, what can happen is if we do, if that emotional experience doesn't have the chance or opportunity to fully process its cycle, the energy can become held in the body, held in the nervous system, and it can keep the nervous system stuck in states of survival. And so in a breathwork session, we actually get this opportunity to breathe new energy into the body so that this stuck held energy from the past actually gets now an opportunity to come up and be released and be let go. So it's, it's, it's really, really huge. Um, it has created so much change in my life. Like I have mentioned, I have experienced a lot of trauma growing up and I had no idea that I had was in such a state of survival because it was just my normal. And like I said, the first time I, I experienced this breathwork session, this 10 minute Wim, Wim Hof on YouTube, I could feel my body for the first time. And then I remember I did like, I think it was a 20 minute one in my, in my training one of the first times. And I had this huge emotional experience. And so what was happening, this, this energy that was held in my body from the past, which I didn't even know was there to be quite honest now had this outlet to come up to be felt to be released and what I experienced once that energy finally left my body it was this sense this connection to myself that I 
I cannot put words to because words will never do it just justice. I started to feel into the energy of like who I truly am. And once you feel that, you you move through a whole you you move different because you just you know who you are and you feel more um powerful I guess you feel more connected you feel like more clarity around like oh yeah cool like I get I get to do this and like you just know yourself more it's 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 just the most incredible practice and I'm so excited that it's becoming more mainstream because now where I'm working in Melbourne at the moment in the breath house we're having hundreds of people every week coming into this studio who are brand new who have no idea what breathwork is and they're having these just like me having these huge experiences where they're releasing all of these emotional blockages that were held in their body for such a long time that they had no idea about and now they're just like feeling this really deep connection to themselves and they're able to lead their life from that awareness of who they are which is so life-changing um so that is yeah that's a little bit on breath work I love it. And every time I see you post about the breath house, I'm like, I need next time I'm in Melbourne, I need to come here. Like it looks insane. Mm. Just something like this existing. Like mm. we need one up here. I need one. I need to create one. Just <laughs> someone needs to create a like, yeah, it's, breath it's meditation space. 100%. It's coming to the Gold Coast. Oh, it's yeah. still too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just have to, every time I'm down the Gold Coast, I'll just yeah. make myself go there. Oh, it's honestly amazing. So how did you, I know you did your certification, but from there, how did you then get started teaching breathwork and kind of get to where you are now and the opportunities you have now? So I did my, my, I actually did two qualifications because I was doubting myself after the first one. <laughs> Same, feels <laughs> so, relatable. Uh, yeah, I was just like projecting like, oh God. I need to do more I'm not like (laughs) I didn't learn enough you know it was it was literally not that at all which I know now but um so I did my first training and then I did a second one on online with someone called Stephen Jaggers he's in America he does somatic release breath work so I trained with him um which was also really good and then I just realized I had to get out of my own way. I still felt fear after the second training. It didn't get rid of my fear like I thought it would. <laughs> and I just said, okay, I'm gonna start doing my own sessions on the beach. And we were just out of lockdown. So we're still a bit like, just a bit funky about doing events and stuff. So what I got, I got everyone um, these like silent disco headsets, which was so fun. And we were on the beach and I just, it was like a small group. I think I had like 20 headsets and we just go down for a sunrise and that kind of got me into feeling I guess increasing my capacity um within my nervous system to feel more safe to hold people I like if it was any more than 20 I don't think my body would have would have been able to hold it at that time it really was a slow process for me like it's it started I think with four I remember not even like um hosting when I was selling the tickets that there was 20 there like I would start maybe just allowing myself to do 10 because I knew if the group was was bigger than that that my nervous system could go into a complete like shutdown so I was just having grace with myself I think as I was growing and just allowing myself to be okay with what that was and taking like one step at a time so um, I started doing my own sessions um tool to be conscious came to Melbourne so I started doing it with them so that was a really Uh, an amazing opportunity for me to push my capacity to a far bigger place because the the crowds that they were getting to their sessions were like 10x what I was getting to mine Mm -hmm. you know there's like a hundred people now on the beach that I courageously was putting myself in front of that brought up so much fear Mm -hmm. so so much but I'm like so grateful for it it really allowed me to just, I guess, in, in embody it. You know, that's a huge part. And at this point as well, I wasn't doing as much identity work. I wish I was because it would have helped so much. I do a lot more of that work now, which helps me really like just step in to this, um, I guess, new role and this identity of who I want to be instead of like the past identity of not feeling good, good enough. Um, so yeah, that. I went from there and then then I didn't do breath work for probably about six months 
And I was doing a lot of manifestation work around this time. And I didn't actually know, um, I wasn't thinking about working in a studio or <laughs> that wasn't really front of mind for me, but I was very much um, just connecting with like the universe and just like doing meditations and tapping into the feeling of what I wanted to experience next. So I wasn't actually like thinking solid, like I want to be in a breathwork studio. It was more so I want to feel really powerful and I want to be guiding people back into their power. Like that was a huge, is still a huge thing for me. And I was just asking the universe to bring the next thing my way. And I remember distinctly, I was going to my job. I was on the train and it was like sunrise. It was like a really nice morning was coming in the the window of the train and I was like listening to the subconscious reprogramming and it was all about like connecting to this feeling again and that day I got two phone calls <laughs> one of them was from the breath house so I didn't even have to reach out to them they came to me wow which was just wild and I remember speaking to to Ella who's the the founder one of the founders and I was like, Ella, you, how, why are you asking me to work for you? You have never been to my breathwork session. <laughs> like, I could be shit. How do you even know? And she was like, no, I just know. I just know. Um, so that was just like so epic. And then I also got asked to work in this incredible, like state of the art private wellness facility called St. Haven in Melbourne as well. So I don't speak as much to that because we're actually um, not allowed to take any photos or anything in there. It's like, it's, mm, it's a very private, like exclusive club. So I also do breathwork and meditation in there, which is just so epic. But I think the coolest part of that story is that both of those things came to me. There was no force. There was, it was just me connecting to my energy and what I desired to feel. And they both just swiftly came my way on the day. So never underestimate like the power of energy. It's huge. That's amazing. I fucking love hearing stories like that. Like just focus on you and things will come. What do you know what your human design is? No. No, I'm like, I want to know. And I'm like, you a generator? Yeah. Like because yeah. I think I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. Would that, that make would sense? That sense. I think so. Like the generator part of like, you know, you're kind of just focusing on your energy and what feels good and then that like the opportunities come to you. That's very generator. Mm. Okay. I know. I'm going to make you do like things so you can yeah. tell me. <laughs> I would love that. I would love um, that. So then how do you go from, and we've talked briefly about this, but how do you go from teaching breath work to then launching your coaching and manifestation coaching? Mm -hmm. So I think when I started like this whole growth journey, my initial intention was always like my desire was to become a coach. And again, I didn't know how that was going to unfold. I thought the first process of that was to, was to start to the podcast and things would just naturally evolve. And then I accidentally fell into breath work. And so, but in the, in the, in the background, um, coaching was still something that I wanted to do. I've always known that, that I've wanted to help people in, a, in an intimate way and in, in like a one-to-one -one setting in a group setting where we're really going just beyond like a modality. Um, so I guess like from the very, let's like bring us back four and a half years ago when I started all of this, from there, I started to invest in myself quite a lot. And I know that's how we know each other because we were in a, a coaching container together. But that's been like, yeah, a huge part of my life has been like jumping into containers and, and being coached, like allowing myself to be coached. Um, and so it that gave me a lot of awareness and information around what coaching is all about um and also just like learning from incredible mentors who are were teaching me um different practices and so from I guess I, I I I didn't limit myself to the type of person that I would invest in either and I think that's what probably sets me apart from a lot of people because I would dive into very sciencey stuff I would dive into like more psychology stuff but then I'd also dive into the spiritual world and from doing that and allowing myself to play in all of the worlds I started to create my own processes and I started to create my own embodiment techniques and what felt good for me and what made sense for me and what actually created a huge energetic shift within my body, my energy, and the way that I view life. And so I used my own journey, I think, 
to be able to understand other people more. Um, and now I use that to my my own embodiment and my wisdom of how I've led myself through all of the containers. Like it's not like I learned something from someone and, and have just used that. I've learned lots of things from lots of people and lot a lot of guides and have created my own thing, my own process, I guess, that now I am so convicted in that. And I'm like, I know that it works, that it has allowed me to move into the coaching space now quite effortlessly. And I think like if I'm really to look back at it and if we're going to bring manifestation into it, um, it's all about becoming an energetic alignment. And I think a lot of people talk about this, but nobody like people are like, how, what do you mean? <laughs> how do I do that? And, um, you know, we were speaking about the nervous system being the, the energy system of the body. It's, 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 it's really, really huge to be, to be working on that level, because this is how you're going to create that energy change to be the energetic alignment. So I think the first thing for me, like when I bring myself all the way back to the beginning of my journey, I got really clear in what I wanted. I created that vision for myself and I wasn't had no idea how that was going to unfold, but I trusted and it was coming from a place of like authenticity, not ego desire, like soul desire of I desire to help women. I desire to help women really step into their power and create their lives. And I desire to be a walking embodiment of my own work to inspire people to do the same. So I knew that that's what I wanted. And so I think being clear on that was huge. And then everything that I needed to get me to that place came my way. And mm -hmm. um, so all of the right mentors, all of the right guides, like I believe every single one of them was exactly what I needed to get me to where I am right now. So making those investments, embodying the work, going beyond the investment, because I know a lot of people and I've fallen into this trap as well of investing and then being like, Whoop, I did the work. I did yeah. the thing. <laughs> but then actually we're, good. <laughs> we're good. I'm good. Um, that like we almost like gaslight ourselves or, or bypass doing the thing that we actually need to do, which is taking the action on on what was communicated or what what we're learning about actually moving with the awareness and that's the embodiment piece I think embodiment is like that's how I see embodiment is like walking your talk mm. like me like actually making sense of it to yourself and, and being a walking embodiment of of what you're speaking about um so I think that's a huge part of it and then the last thing stepping into the coaching is definitely like taking that aligned action you know people feel that people feel that when 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 if 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 I was to just like stay at home and be like okay I'm a coach now but not, not be showing up on socials and doing all of that um nobody would have come into my world but it was really cool to see that that four years of an embodiment of the work that I was doing behind the scenes when I launched I had sold out my coaching in two weeks and I think it's it's just wild to, to to see that unfold. And when I spoke to my coach about it, she was like, it kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> because because you've ghosted your audience for a year and a half. Like, <laughs> how does that make sense? Love she was, that. But, <laughs> she was but, like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, but but like this realm of manifestation, it's not supposed to make logical sense. Mm. So I think if you continue to lead from your heart and continue to follow the next thing that you know that is right for you, just trust to keep keep like you are being guided. You're not in this alone. None of us are on this journey alone. There's a unseen forces that are working with us. It's like manifestation is this co-creation. It's not just you creating it. You're co-creating with the universe. So everything that you like get clear on your vision, number one of what it is you want and allow yourself, like we've been speaking to, to really question yourself, is this coming from a place of fulfillment and authenticity or could this potentially be coming from a place of pleasing others? And if it's the pleasing others, like chuck it out and keep getting curious with yourself of what's truly aligned for you. And then follow the next right steps, open yourself up, ask for guidance, ask to be presented with what is the next right thing for you and allow yourself to jump into it. Like say yes to you, give yourself that permission to just follow and trust. And I think release any attachment around like one course being the thing that's going to do everything. I have done so many courses. I've invested so much 
of my time, energy, money into learning everything I could learn so that I could um, naturally over time, like everything just started to make more and more sense because I didn't just put all of my attachment on one thing being the thing. I knew that all of them were the thing and that naturally I would get to exactly where I needed to go if I just continued to listen and continue to move. That's the biggest thing, continue to move. Um, and it will all it will all make sense. One day it will you'll just look back and be like, holy shit. Everything happened like it was supposed to. Mm. Mm, I love that. So what what would you say your mission is and how did you become like an embodiment of that? Mm. I think my mission is to really, like I just said there, to be to inspire women to really like step into their power and to create lives of deep fulfillment and authenticity goosebumps I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm here to do and it, yeah that's it and it's my work is to become a walking embodiment of that because I can talk about it till the cows come home but if I'm not embodying it no one's going to take it seriously so it's like the work in this for me is to create this dream reality which is like it's, it's already unraveling, like how I'm living my life right now gives me absolute goosebumps, but I know I'm only getting started. I know this is only the beginning. And so I'm just excited to continue my own growth and give other women that permission slip to be able to create that for themselves, whatever it is, whatever feels good and fulfilling and exciting for them. I'm here to like help people on, on that path to create that for themselves. I love that. So for girls, anyone listening to this, women in mm -hmm. business, mm -hmm. would you say rather than focusing on like showing up in business and focusing on your business, make your priority like being the embodiment of what you're trying mm, to like I sell, think, teach? Yeah, I don't. People will feel if you're trying to sell something that you're not in integrity and embodied in people will will feel the energy is off because energy speaks louder than words you can't fake frequency if like you know that that saying you literally cannot fake frequency people feel it so allow yourself instead of because also ask yourself if you have this business and you're trying to move and sell people and bring people into your world to teach them on something that you're not embodied in why would you do that What's your intention behind that? Is it coming from a place of fear? Is it coming from a place of love? So it's catching yourself in that and having grace, like, because a lot of the time this comes down to like, oh, but I want to, I want it now. Like, I, I want to have the money now. And it's like, but that's, if you're trying to, it, I guess it comes from also, like I'm specifically thinking of coaches from the answer that I'm giving here. But if, if, if you're a coach and you're helping other women, you and but you're not helping yourself it's out you're you're out of integrity and it will be coming from um yeah not a, not a pure place so like allow yourself to coach yourself allow mm -hmm. yourself to to give yourself exactly what you need walk your talk and from there you will you will be so convicted in your message you will have so much confidence like I don't have um, an Instagram strategy. I don't have a business strategy. I have an authenticity strategy that I allow myself to be me and I lead from that place. And that is the thing that's felt the most, but that can't be bought in a funnel. That can't be thought. It's like, that is a, a, a process of you accepting yourself wholeheartedly and leading with courage and allowing yourself to be all of you. I think that's the biggest business strategy and the most you will have get the most success out of that than anything else love that wisdom <laughs> okay final question because I feel like we've been talking for so long <laughs> but how do you use like the somatics and breath work when it comes to manifestation mm -hmm. oh I love this so much <laughs> so um how I really love to start my day every single day with breath work and I also combine this with subconscious reprogramming so what you're doing in a breath work session is let's say even if this is like 10 minutes to start your day I 
will do something usually quite activating in the morning because my nervous system is it likes to dip down to more um like overwhelm or procrastination that's my home away from home um in my nervous system so it's it's first of all maybe actually when you're even trying to understand what what breath work session is best for you tap into your nervous system do you go into more overwhelmed states during the day or do you go into more anxious states because dependent on that you will be able to choose a breathwork practice that will work specifically for you. So um, if you tend to go into the, the overwhelm a bit more, then an active upregulating breath is really, really perfect. So this um, active breathing in and out the mouth, or if you have, if you're someone who is more anxious, something a bit more gentle, so breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth would be better for you. And also just like play around with them, feel them you know, try out different practices and see what works. So I will start with that, having this breathwork practice, and then I connect to subconscious reprogramming. So these are tools that I have created where I'm re-imprinting my beliefs and re-imprinting my identity of how I desire to show up that day. And the power in this, I, I know that there's a lot of meditations online at the moment that will do this belief and identity work. But what we're doing in the breathwork session is we're lowering the brainwave state and so especially when you're just after waking up your brainwaves will already be lower you're not, you haven't gone into like a, a beta brain which we would be in right now they're lower so you're more um connected to the, the subconscious mind so by activating what by doing some breath work before you're visualizing or before you're connecting to beliefs that you want to ingrain you're actually you're actually um, moving into that subconscious mind so it's the most powerful place for you to implement um, integrate new ways of thinking new new identities of how you want to show up what energy you want to embody so I think it's priming your mind at the start of the day is so huge um, and, and finding um, I guess any practices like look online I'm coming out with my own one soon which I'm so so excited to share and I know you have some practices as well um, on your platform so it's like having a, a play around with what ones feel really good for you and yeah allow yourself like have discipline with it do it in the morning do it in the evening and then if if you I think everyone should at least do one deep breathwork session a month because oftentimes um, the first few breathwork sessions we have can be like quite big because we're, there's a lot of held energy from our past. And so we go into these deeper breathwork sessions, let's say for an hour, two hours, where we're giving our body this opportunity to let this energy come up and be released. And this is really, really huge for manifestation. If you haven't done a deep breathwork session, I would be sending you directly there to go like do a breath work, do a deep breath work session because you're if 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 you haven't done that, your nervous system will still probably be in a state of survival. It hasn't had this opportunity to recalibrate. So no matter how many meditations you do, no matter how many affirmations or whatever it is you do, it your nervous system is still there. It's still in the past. So you you actually need to create this recalibration for it to move back into a state of balance. Um, which is going to shift your energy, which is going to shift your reality. Um, so I think, yeah, allowing yourself to do a, a, a big breathwork session at least once to begin with, but then after that, once once a month to keep yourself um, clear, clear because it's life. We're going to have emotional experiences. There's going to be things that come our way. There's going to be stresses. This is part of life. And you have the you have the power to not let that control you like you can create this energetic reset in yourself so that those emotional experiences that we continue to endure in this lifetime that we can um i guess not let them clog up our our system because that is what truly disconnects us from ourselves if you're feeling disconnected from yourself do a breathwork session <laughs> let me know how it goes because I can guarantee you it will start to it will clear that gunk out of your system I'm definitely due for another extended breath work session it's been mm. it's been a minute <laughs> definitely hasn't mm. been monthly yeah um, okay well thank you 
so much for this conversation. Like I feel so expanded from having it. Like, so I love this podcast. Like I just love talking to people and just getting expanded, getting knowledge, having these conversations. So thank you so much for being here. Where can everyone find you? You can find me at Hannah O'Shea. So H-A-N-N-A-H-O-S-H-E-A. I also have my business account, Her Frequency, but it's a little bit crickets at the moment. So I'm working <laughs> on that behind the scenes. I'm kind of primarily on my personal page, but Her Frequency is her and Frequency is spelled F or Q N C Y. So the vowels are taken out of it. So you can find me on either of those places. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to have been here for to be on your podcast. It's so nice. Thank you so much for listening to this interview with Hannah. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was honestly one of the most profound conversations that I have had. I personally learned so much and it was just great to talk to her about her journey and her techniques that have helped her get to where she is, that help all her clients. And yeah, I hope you got a lot out of it and I will see you in the next one.